Yes, $200 million sounds like a lot. It is not a lot when you're talking about projects along flood-prone areas in our country. But communities are going to be asked, too, to put some of their own dollars in. I'm thinking to myself, you know, uh, what in the world could be the reason for this delay? And after it passed and then Colin Wellencamp informed me that it had, you know, it was pretty exciting, not only for, for Grafton, but for all the sound, towns and cities up and down the corridor. So, Congressman Davis, I mean, I, I have to ask you, why would they want to veto this? Did they have some, some tangible reason that they thought this was a bad idea? Not that I was aware of, which is why I made sure that they didn't. <laughs> well, you know, good work on that. Politics, yeah. <laughs> sometimes in politics, people don't have a reason to do things other than maybe politics or, or some other reason. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. On New Year's Day, President Donald Trump signed into law a program that does something altogether new. It offers a pool of money for local governments to mitigate disasters before they occur. Talk about a novel idea. The money comes in the form of a $200 million revolving loan fund. And it comes thanks to some locals who worked hard to make it happen. That includes the group Mayors of the Mississippi, working with Republican Congressman Rodney Davis. And joining us today to talk about it is Congressman Davis. He represents Illinois' 13th congressional district, which includes part of the Metro East all the way up into Bloomington. So, uh, Congressman Davis, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me on, sir. And we're also joined today by Rick Eberlin. He is the mayor of Grafton, Illinois, and part of the mayors of the Mississippi River. Mayor Eberlin, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be with you. So, Mayor Eberlin, what first got you pushing for a loan fund like this? I understand Grafton was hit pretty hard by flooding a couple years ago. Well, uh, the impetus for this was the, the work of uh, MRCTI and Colin Wellencamp. Uh, we set out to look at all the the problems that were happening up and down the Mississippi corridor and the billions upon billions of dollars that were spent almost on a yearly basis, you know, insurance claims and, and so forth, and trying to find ways that, you know, what could be done in advance to, to lessen the effects over the course of several years. You know, there have been buyouts after buyouts up and down the Mississippi. Um, but you know, with these uh, dramatic rain events and, and the weather that we've been having, the frequency of, of flooding in Grafton has uh, been a lot more prevalent. So we wanted to know what can be done, and we looked at, you know, the, the simplest and most obvious thing was was to return some of these areas that were used to flooding years ago, uh, such as the woodlands, you know, back to their original purpose. Mm-hmm. So in Grafton, we are... Uh, unprotected. Uh, we have no flood walls. Uh, we don't. We don't throw up levees uh, to protect our, our shoreline at all. So we're kind of limited. So it's imperative that uh, communities above us, you know, uh, do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So we set out, and through the work of or CTI, we came up with a plan to uh, develop this loan fund. And uh, in March of nineteen. Uh, a delegation of mayors met with the Congressman Davis, uh, presented to, to him, uh, got his support and that of uh, Congresswoman Angie Coe of Minnesota, and the rest is history. And, and thanks to their perseverance, uh, we were able to get this done. 
I want to mention that MRCTI, that's the Mississippi River Cities and Towns Initiative. Uh, that's a group that has worked together on this, and it's great to hear the credit there from, from Mayor Everlin. Um, Congressman Davis, when they first came to you with this, did you have any sense of, of whether or not this would be doable? Well, that made sense, and uh, that's what Mayor Evelyn does. I mean, this is a guy who, who just exudes common sense on how do we fight an issue that's you know, never going to be able to stop flooding along the Mississippi, especially in Grafton. But what do we do to prevent the loss uh, to business owners, to homeowners, and to taxpayers? And this program was a common-sense approach, creating a revolving loan program, allow our communities to help themselves, and in turn pay that money back so that other communities can can continue to access it. If you have not been to Grafton, Illinois, if you have not seen what is available tourism-wise, you have got to go, and you'll understand how important it is that Mayor Evelyn led the charge because he cares about his community, and his community is the one that can benefit for the long term. Yeah, I mean, Grafton is just a beautiful community, I must say. If, if St. Louis people haven't made it to Grafton, they certainly have a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> but So it sounds like you were almost You're immediate. Right. Uh, Congressman Davis, it sounds like you were almost immediately on board to try to, to do this and, and to make it work. A- absolutely I was. And, and Rick came out along with other mayors. I uh, was proud to join with my colleague Angie Craig to get this through. I mean, these are the issues that we tackle in D.C. every day that don't make it into the 24-hour news cycle. You know, there was an opportunity. There was there were some folks in the Trump administration that wanted to veto this, and we made sure that that did not happen. And I got to give him credit for signing this into law. It's what good government does when we work together. So, Congressman Davis, I mean, I, I have to ask you, why would they want to veto this? Did they have some some tangible reason that they thought this was a bad idea? Not that I was aware of, which is why I made sure that they didn't. <laughs> well, you know, good work on that. Politics, yeah. Sometimes in politics, people don't have a reason to do things other than maybe politics or, or some other reason. And, and I wanted to make sure in the waning days of the administration that they saw this as a good proposal that was going to, in the long run, save taxpayer dollars. Mayor Everlin, um, were you white-knuckling it, waiting to see if this thing was going to be able to go through and not just get past Congress, but actually get signed into law? Yeah, there was uh, uh, some nervousness, to, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, when it passed the Senate and then went on to the House, uh, you know, that was a, a definitely a positive, but then it was uh, delayed a little bit. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, uh, what in the world could be the reason for this delay? And after it passed and then Colin Wellenkamp informed me that it had, you know, it was pretty exciting, not only for, for Grafton, but for all the sound, towns and cities up and down the corridor that, you know, we have another... Uh, resource to help us deal with the, uh, the with the flooding. And the thing is, it doesn't deal with this flooding. You know, we incurred droughts and other uh, catastrophic events as well. So I think on the the origin of this was, you know, uh, primarily the the flooding aspect of things. But it's uh, wide ranging. That'll that'll help uh, other communities deal with other disasters as well. Hmm. So pretty much any natural disaster work done to to get out ahead of that could qualify for this, exactly. uh, Mayor Aberlin. So yeah. so Congressman Davis, I mean, two hundred million dollars sounds like a ton of money, and yet when we're thinking about all the things that could possibly go wrong for a community, man, I'm sure that money will go quickly. Who determines who gets this money? Well, that's going to be up to how the rules and regulations are implemented. Uh, Rick can have a better idea of who he would need to apply under. But the bottom line is, 
Yes, $200 million sounds like a lot. It is not a lot when you're talking about projects along flood-prone areas in our country. But communities are going to be asked, too, to put some of their own dollars in. Hmm. You're not going to borrow a $200 million and then have to pay it back because they wouldn't be able to. A town like Grafton is going to have to look to see what is going to be their ability to repay. And that's the benefit of having this as a revolving loan program because it continually gets refunded based upon the communities living up to their expectations, which then allows other communities to access those dollars that are coming in. And this is one that can pay dividends for decades to come because it will always be available because it's a revolving loan fund. So, Mayor Everlin, I know you were referencing this earlier. I was having a little trouble with your phone connection, and, and now you sound great, so I'm glad we got that fixed. But as you're looking ahead to this fund, um, do you have a specific project in mind, or are you still working on figuring out the parameters of that? Well, we're still working on figuring out the parameters, but there are some things I, I have in mind. In Grafton, uh, we sit right at the confluence of the Mississippi and Illinois rivers, and, uh, you know, it just happens due to those two great rivers that we are impacted probably more so than any other community along the corridor. Uh, We have five major watersheds in Grafton, and due to the extreme uh, silt deposit that the flood of 19 left, our our creeks and our um, watersheds into the the Illinois and Mississippi, they're they're full of sediment. Mm -hmm. And right now we're fearful, you know, with the spring right around the corner in the heavy spring rains that we could quite possibly have a very devastating flooding due to these these heavy rains. So one of the things that I'd like to do is get the funds uh, to dredge out these uh, waterways mm-hmm. and so water can flow unobstructed into the river. And that would definitely help some of the lower-lying areas in, in our town. Uh, a couple of years ago, we were unfortunate to have a, just a very tragic accident where a woman during these spring rains was uh, swept off her feet and, and washed away due, you know, due to this heavy flooding. So, mm. you know, it's, it's important that we get this done. There's a couple of other projects. I was just talking with the, the Colin uh, a while ago, and, and, you know, we were in the process of, of looking at, you know, people wanting to pursue buyouts. And mm. we've had uh, quite a few buyouts in the city of Grafton, I think, uh, to as many as 132. And what that does, it removes people, you know, out of harm's way. But at the same time, those properties uh, become possession of the government, whether it be the state or federal government. And, you know, they have to be a perpetual green space. Uh, So that doesn't do anything for us because we lose that tax revenue. So, you know, we're looking into the possibility or the prospect of maybe purchasing properties from, uh, you know, the private uh, ownership and then holding on to them till they can be sold and then constructed in a manner that is uh, resilient to the to the flooding. Hmm. Uh, you know, we try to work uh, right along with FEMA and the Office of Water Resources to make sure that our structures and any construction in the flood zone is compliant to the 500-year flood, which is a foot above. And we encourage you know, people to use uh, uh, resilient materials just north of us. We have uh, a project that Ducks Unlimited, you know, is going to co-sponsor, and that is to return 500 acres um, that, you know, traditionally floods and hopefully, you know, divert waters that way. And that should have some impact on crafting. So there are a couple of things, and like Congressman David said, David 
said that, you know, we have to look more into it. I don't think all the rules have been set hard and fast, so mm-hmm. there's going to be a learning curve as we go. But, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what they are. And, and you know, I, I think about the prospects of Grafton, but uh, we don't have, like Congressman Davis said, we don't have that big budget that we can do these huge, huge projects. It's going to have to be some that, you know, will fit within our budget and then go from there. Mm-hmm. And it's great to see that, that Washington is now going to be a partner in this. I mean, this effort just sounds, it sounds like a no-brainer. And it, it's so exciting to see something that is a no-brainer actually happening in Washington. Grafton Mayor Rick Eberlin, I want to thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. And Congressman Rodney Davis of Illinois' 13th Congressional District, I want to thank you for joining us and also for stopping the veto on this one. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. And thanks, Mayor, for your, your leadership on this. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.